Hello everyone, welcome back to Hobes and As, episode 5. We've been going on for 5 weeks now, into the 2020 season. The finals are ramping up, grand final this week. As how good was last weekend, mate? Awesome, absolutely awesome. Great football all round, starting off with the Raiders and the Storm. You know, I don't think the Raiders ever got off the ground, did they? It was just relentless pressure from the Storm. Uh, unbelievable footy. It's just typical Melbourne Storm, wasn't it? Uh, that's all we expect from them, and, and that's what they gave us. They showed up. They always show up at the right time, mate. I don't think I've ever not seen them not show up at the right time. Great football to watch. And then, uh, obviously, Penrith, uh, they bombed about six tries, held on for the victory. Yeah, you're not wrong, mate. Let's talk about Melbourne and Canberra. 24 nil after 24 minutes. They'll go on a point a minute. They would come out of the blocks. They were firing the storm. Canberra just didn't know what hit them, where it, where it was coming from. It was like they had, you know, a towel over them at one stage. Um, but their big players just didn't stand up in the big stage. Yeah, I, I agree, mate. I just, I don't know what you put it down to, mate, you know. You can you can blame Ricky, you can blame certain players, um, you know, the leaders of that team. Who knows? Mate, they were talking about they had to get a flight the same day or something. I, I, I didn't hear too much about it. I know Ricky Stewart wasn't too happy about when they were going to land in. Apparently they were going to land in in the morning, have some lunch, have a sleep, whatever, prepare for the game, and then drive to the game in a bus. But I believe that their flight was delayed. They had to rock up to the game straight away. So maybe a little bit of unsettlement there, mate. Yeah, possibly. Who knows, mate? I just don't know why they didn't come out firing, mate. You know, they were just flat, like you said, and it's hard to put, you know, why they were like that. I mean, you and I predicted last week that the Storm would would win this game and win comfortably. They showed their class, the Melbourne Storm. Jack Wyden, for me, as very, very quiet game. That's the game that I thought that he should have, you know, stamped his mark. He didn't want to run the ball. He didn't. I think he only made two runs the whole game. Bit of an experience for me, but. That Canberra team were there last year, as they just did not look like the Canberra of 2019. Yeah, I mean, they, they lost a lot of players too, mate. And, you know, like you said, there's there's a lot of inexperienced players too uh, in that team, like Starling and Hawker. Uh, obviously, George Williams was a, was a you know, upgraded halfback, but, you know, most of those forwards that got injured during the year, Horsburgh, et cetera, you know, they still had Bateman and, and that, but who knows, mate? And as you know, when you're playing like the top team, you know, probably I've, we've seen in the last 10 to 15 years at the Melbourne Storm, just relentless pressure, you know, final football. Um, yeah, they just couldn't handle it. Yeah. So, mate, we'll move on to Penrith and the Bunnies. Mate, Dows actually came out. They actually came out to play. Adam Reynolds, you know, in the first four minutes, second tackle, kicks a cross field for Alex Johnston to go over untouched. I was actually thinking this game could go the way that I said it would, you know, with Penrith having the 15-day rest, but... Mate, the Panthers just showed their class, showed why they've won 17 in a row. Super team. Oh, extremely, mate. You know, and they should have won more by more than four points, mate. They were, uh, they bombed a, a stack of tries, the old Panthers. I mean, Josh Mansour with a few uh, dummies and throwing that forward pass without three Panthers players inside. And also Crichton, I think, uh, didn't pass inside to Dylan Edwards, who would have gone under the sticks as well. So there was a stack of tries that were bombed from Penrith. Um, see, but even when they were a bit off their game, mate, with uh, uncharacteristic errors, they still won, mate. You know, and that's sort of been that Penrith team this year. They just uh, they just keep coming, no matter you know what 
how long it takes them to crack the line or if they're a bit off their game, they're still there, mate. So uh, it's all good signs for Penrith. Do you think it comes down to having the week off, the 15 days rest? Obviously, the plays aren't sticking the same way. You know, the inside balls turn to forward passes. You know, not knowing to pass the ball inside, as you said, Crichton to Edwards would have gone under the sticks. A couple of lousy errors there in the play the ball. I know it was a bit wet there. Do you think it's the rest, as Do you reckon that the the timing of of them playing is a little bit off? Um, me personally, mate, no, I don't. Like, if you're on, you're on, mate. You know, and that that all comes down obviously to preparation and how the coach you know, get you fired up. Some people think different, like yourself, like you're saying, mate, there's no right or wrong. It's just, um, you know, I, I don't believe, I, you know, a week off probably done them good, you know, just for refreshment and they're recharged. Um, obviously, you know, losing Viliami kick out for the week uh, was an issue, but Kurt Capewell, the Queenslander, he went all right, mate. He dropped the ball a few times, but he went all right. Yeah, it's hard hard to say, mate, what, what whether it affects you or not. Uh, me personally, no, I don't think it, it didn't. They did, they did have some uncharacteristic errors, like you're saying. Um, but that, that won't be them this week, mate. We'll, you'll see the proper Penrith this week. A couple of big plays in that game that obviously kept South in the game. Uh, but Penrith, to me, just looked a little bit off, but they did show their class and they they are proven why they should be in the grand final. Looking at it as, it, it looks like the rest, the two teams that had the rest are the two teams that made the grand final. Yep. With the situation that we're in this year, playing you know, 16 games straight or 17 games straight. I think they, they had to play huge effort, right? Like that's, it's uncalled of. Normally you get a buy in between origin, your resting players, all those things. Big effort for the Melbourne Storm and the Penrith Panthers to be on, having the week rest and then performing the way they did. Cracking grand final this weekend. Oh, 100%, mate. 100%. And, and you know, going back to that Penrith-South game too, mate, you, you, like you're saying, South's first try came off a kick, mate. And you now people that aren't sure of rugby league, if if the attacking team's not breaking your line, there's nothing really wrong with your defence, mate. You know, and if they've got a kick across field, whether it's a bomb or a grubber for them to score, so be it, mate. You know, but your line's not getting broken. And um, I think you know Penrith, Penrith were going well defensively. Cody Walker sort of had a quiet game for mine, mate. You know, it's I've seen that now time with Origin and now with this game and you know the big games. I don't know if he's gun shot. I'm not sure, mate. You know, it's. It's a strange one to, to put your, your finger on. I think Adam Reynolds went all right, but Penrith just keep coming, mate. You know, and once that they scored, South scored that try, Alex Johnson, they, they had to switch on, mate, and they did. And, uh, you know, they just repelled them. They weren't, like you said, bombed so many tries. They weren't perfect. Um, and also, like, Naden didn't get a run too, mate. You know, he was on the bench the whole game, which was strange. There's another, you know, coaching decision. We were wondering what's going on here, you know, throwing Tyrone May in the, in the centres and, and Nate into the bench. I, I don't know why he did it. I don't know if you know there was disciplinary issues or or you know something going on. Um, it was strange for my mate because I, I rate Brent Nate very high. I think he's a he's a he's a kid that really on the rise, mate. You know, and we'll see what's happening this week when the team name mate and hopefully Naden's in the in the starting side. Yeah, well they've picked him again, so he's wearing the number three jersey. So whether or not Tyrone May will you know on game day be switched, but a bit of mind games there happening. I am hearing some rumours about Brent Naden, um, you know, looking to get out of his contract for, for next year. And I am hearing some rumours that the West Tigers are actually chasing Brent Naden. So depending on what happens with Josh Adokar, um, I know you're a huge fan of Brent Naden. Um, mate, it'll be a good pickup. I reckon he'll be a good signing for anyone, to be honest. Oh, 100%, mate. I'd be over the moon if we signed him, mate. You know, someone young, someone on the up. 
instead of some 40-year-old, you know, looking for a couple of years and easy cash. Um, I hope they recruit him if he's available. Uh, yeah, it'd be a good pickup. Perfect. All right, Az. Dally M was on Monday. All the results came out. We posted on Hobes and Az on Instagram. So if you don't follow us, jump on Hobes and Az on Instagram. Mate, there's a little bit of what's going on here, uh, what's doing, so to speak, for Jack Whiten being rested round 20, one point ahead of Clint Gutherson, two points ahead of Nathan Cleary. Nathan Cleary, they beat the Bulldogs 48-0. He kicked seven goals, you know, set up a couple of tries. Clint Gutherson against the Tigers had two try assists, two line breaks. You know, he's, I think he set up, he scored a try as well, but then he Thanks. saved he saved yes. that, dropped that tackle on Luke Garner to possibly keep Para in the in the top four. You know, finished yeah. third. How do they not get points as for that game? Yeah, totally agree with you, mate. Um, I don't know how Gutherson didn't score a point, let alone two or three. Uh, that's a strange one, mate. It, I don't know what they've got to do with the voting system, mate, but it has to be fixed. Like, I'm gobsmacked Nathan Cleary didn't win the medal. He was clearly the best player all year. Um, yeah, you know, he's out some some games, you know, suspended and so forth. But, I mean, I just don't know how he didn't win the, the Daly M, mate. He was, he was the best player all year, uh, most consistent for mine as well when he was on the field. Um, yeah, Gutherson, you could see, was unlucky, mate. Again, I don't know how they don't give him any points in that game. Gobsmacked, really, mate. My understanding always was that Daly M was the best player in the NRL. Best player. Best player all year. However, looking at it, like doing a little bit more research, I found that it's the best and fairest. So there's people that say this is goes to the best player in the NRL. There's play, people that say it's for the best and fairest award. To me, this is the most consistent player on every game all year because they have to get three, two, or one. You have to be in the voting, so you have to be a consistent player. There's been some players that haven't received a Dally M, so we'll take it to Instagram. You let us know who you feel is the best player that's never won a Dally M. But I was looking at the list as, how does Darren Lockyer not get a Dally M award? Totally agree. Same as Brad Fittler, mate. You know, great players that, ne- that never received a, a Dally M medal. It's, it's crazy. It is when you look at it. When some some of the greats that haven't won it, yeah. So is it the best player in the game, as or is it the best and fairest? It's hard to say, as because you've got different judges every week. You know, votes. You said you can say, yeah, oh, that bloke's the best player on the ground, but he didn't receive a vote. Hello, it's, it's strange, mate. It's a strange voting process. You know, d- different judges accept Jack White to win the medal. I, I, I'm not whinging about that, mate. He's, he's had a great year, but you know, I thought Nathan Cleary clearly was the best player all year. So, yeah, I don't know what I don't know if they look at it again, mate, and, and decide whether to have even more judges to choose a 3-2-1 or, you know, leave it as it is. I, I'm not sure, mate. We all know Nathan Cleary had, had the best year he's ever had. He was definitely the best player in the NRL this year by panels. But Clint Gutherson, to me, consistently for Parramatta, obviously I watch the games, you know, every week. He was very consistent, Clint Gutherson, and you know, he, he'd be feeling a little bit bummed not getting that one, at least one point in that last game to tie with Jack Whiten. But you and I are big fans of Jack Whiten. I think he did deserve it. I don't feel any, you know, bad yep. you know, inside my body to think he should never have got it. Okay, the guy's got it. Good player. Um, yeah, so mate, I think they just need to do something for the for the voting. You know, the NRL should crack down and say, look, these are the eight people or 16 people, whoever they are, 
they're the ones that rule on these games every week. So that's two people that do it pretty much like the boxing. Obviously, you have the three three umpires and they do their votes. I think it has to be something like that. It has to be something done with it. In saying that, Clint Gutherson, he had a great year, mate. Like, I'm not a – he's a great clubman. Don't get me wrong. But I'm not a, a massive fan of his to, to play rep footy. I don't think he's a rep, fo- rep footy style of player, mate. I, I, you know, we'll see, obviously, come origin. Uh, but don't get me wrong, he's a great clubman, mate. He's, he's para through and through. Um, and if he won it, I would have laughed my head off. Like, Clint Gutherson, the, the best and fairest player in the game, like, serious i don't know what they do mate they've definitely got to look at it and and you know make some changes i suppose holds versus as well mate as you know gutho's picked to play in he's in the blue squad um there's rumors to say that james tedesco is well he's out of his knee brace today um so hopefully for the blues you know that tedesco does get picked hopefully for us queenslanders that he doesn't do they put Clint Gutherson in at fullback? I know this, the Blues have still got seven players to be named. Um, I would assume one of those spots will be taken up by Ryan Pappenhausen, um, and, and that'll probably be named after the game. Does Clint Gutherson get the spot, or does Ryan Pappenhausen get the spot? Uh, mate, Daniel Saifidi could play fullback and we'd still win. That's how bad Queensland looks. Um, oh, <laughs> <hell>. <laughs> That is Queensland's team, dead set. Uh, anyway, in all seriousness, yeah, mate, Pappenhausen's got to play fullback. He's the second best fullback. If not, if Teddy's injured, he's the best fullback in the game, mate. He's he's a freak. But he's got to get him shot at, at fullback. It states that Clint Gutherson was fullback of the year. Mate, you're going to choose Clint Gutherson at fullback over Ryan Pappenhausen. No way in hell that will happen. You're kidding me if that happens. They'd say, I'll fall out of the truck, mate. That That is un- – I cannot think of it, even that to happen, mate. Clint Gutherson, yeah, good on you, mate. There's your train-on squad. You make the train-on squad. But to play Clint Gutherson at fullback over Ryan Pappenhausen, oh, turn it up, mate. There's no way in the world that's happening. Azza, he is the best fullback in the game for 2020. It is – he's got an award for him, mate. He's got – he almost won the Dally M. Do they pick him? They have to pick him at fullback. Hobo, I don't care if he won fullback of the year, Dally M and the Golden Boot. He's not better than Ryan Pappenhausen at fullback. And if you think that, you've got delusion problems. There's no way he's fullback over Ryan Pappenhausen. I don't care what an award says. Mate, Ryan Pappenhausen has got lengths on Clint Gutherson at fullback. Panels on him, mate. Mate. Clint Gutherson, mark my words, will play fullback for New South Wales if James Tedesco is ruled out. I'll tell you now, I'll almost turn off the TV and not watch Origin if I see Clint Gutherson at fullback. I will be disgusted. Oh, over Ryan Pappenhausen. That is unbel- that's unheard of. You're a Queenslander anyway. That's why you're probably picking the worst team for us. <laughs> well, let's take it to everyone, hey? Let's put it out there. Clint Gutherson or Ryan Pappenhausen for New South Wales Blues at fullback if James Tedesco is ruled out of game one. So as Jack Whiten winning Dally M medal mm-hmm. at 5'8 for Canberra, yes, does he wear the number six for the Blues? There's, that's another point I was trying to make with uh, the fullback position, mate. Just because Clint Gutherson got fullback of the year doesn't necessarily mean he's the fullback for New South Wales. It's like Jack White, mate. He's not going to be 5'8 for New South Wales. They'll play him in the centres like he should. And 
Shakiri will get his opportunity at 5'8 with Cleary at, at halfback. It's the logical picks. They're the best players at them positions, mate. You know, that, that's how it's got to be picked. But if they're saying that the Dally M is the best player in the game, Jack Whiten has to be the 5'8 for New South Wales. I'm sorry, mate. You can't be picking him over Luke Keary at 5'8". Jack, Jack White proved last year, mate, playing in the centres. He was a machine. He could play anywhere, literally. He's a he's a freak, Jack White. And, mate, he'll be glad to take the centre spot, especially with Turbo out. Um, you know, we, we're a bit short on the centres there. Zach Lomax, young bloke, you know, playing. He, he will be playing centre. There's no doubt about it. Jack White will be playing centre. Keary will be playing 5'8". Yeah, and this is the thing. For everyone that doesn't really understand, you know, where it all stands with the Dally M's, yeah, they're prestigious awards, um, and obviously they've polled really well and, you know, votes and all the stats and scores and everything that they've done. In their position, they've probably been the most consistent player in the NRL this year. But I wouldn't say that they are the best player in that position in the whole NRL. So um, I know Cameron Smith's been the best number nine all year uh, for the last nine years, and that's rightfully so. But when you've got guys like Luke Keary, Cameron Munster, they're you know, ahead of Jack White. And, um, you know, look at the names that we just named there, Darren Lockyer and Brad Fittler, to never even win an award. By far, they were probably the best player in the NRL of their years. You know, Darren Lockyer, 2006, they won a premiership against Melbourne. He was instrumental, Darren Lockyer. So why didn't he win the Dally? It's a voting system, mate. So it doesn't necessarily mean you're the best player in that position. You know, your team loses, mate. You doubt you'd get any vote, let alone one. Um, so if your team's not going too good, what does that mean? You're you're not going very good at your position. No, you know what I mean. It's it's a hard one to pick, mate. And Jack White and be playing centres, mate. Stay out about it. All right, buddy. Cool. The good old days. 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 All right, as grand final week. Uh, we thought we'd walk down memory lane and look back at a few cracking grand finals. And uh, I thought we'd talk about my best three, uh, if you want to share your best three. And then obviously we'll relive the 1997 grand final, which was probably the most memorable to a lot of rugby league fans. Even if you didn't support Newcastle, everyone hated Manly. So my top three, obviously there's been some absolute gems. Obviously Parramatta winning three in a row, Broncos in 92, 93. But the re- the games that really stick out for me is 1989. The Canberra Raiders against Balmain Tigers. Steve Jackson coming off the bench, mate. Bumped off two. Had a couple of blokes on his back. Reached out to score with his big left hand. He, he puts it down. He, it was actually his first NRL try as. Um, mate, what a memorable moment for Canberra uh, to win their first premiership. Um, and what a team, 1989. Oh, 100%, mate. That's that's one of my great GFs uh, of all time as well, mate. Benny Elias, you know, with a little sneaky field goal, uh, hitting the uprights and, yeah, Canberra getting the ball. It's, it's crazy, mate. It was just a crazy grand final. And, um, you know, we were only babies then, mate. And unbelievable. Just unbelievable grand final to watch. Yep. Mate, another one for me. The 1991 Grand Final, Penrith Panthers against Canberra Raiders. Mark Geyer, mate, instrumental in that game. He got sin-bin, Mark Geyer, for calling a, the touch judge a, a cheat. And he got 10 in the bin. And I remember he went up into the chain sheds and, you know, was punching the punching all the lockers. And, mate, when he come back on the field, it was um, 12-all. They'd had a dropout. They kicked it to Geyer. He was 
30 metres, running onto the ball like nothing else. Picked up the ball off the dropout. It was going to be a short dropout. Passes it back to little Roycey Simmons. Roycey Simmons in his last game crosses over. Greg Alexander kicked the conversion from the sideline to seal the win. What a grand final that was, 1991. Yeah, great grand final, mate. Remember watching that as well. Like you said, Roycey Simmons scored jumping up and down was a crack up as well. Uh, another great grand final. I'm not disagreeing with you there. Picking picking uh, that game as one of your your top three. My my second one was the 1999 grand final, the Storm versus the Dragons, where the Dragons went out to a 14 zip lead at half time and got rolled. Uh, unbelievable. We we thought they they were cursed. There's no doubt about it. Uh, until that was broken when when Bennett coached them, but. Yeah, mate. Um, obviously, Ains go doing that head high in the corner too. Yeah, for them to get the you know the penalty try, unbelievable uh, for the Storms' first ever grand final. Lazarus, Tarira, Nick, it was just Kamali. Great scenes to see uh, them celebrating. Mate, I remember that game vividly. I remember Mundine. Uh, you know, they put a kick in. Mundine picked up the ball and had three players on the outside. Mundine went to go himself. It would have been twenty to two or something as and. Um, mate, dropped the ball over the line and then Melbourne just came back firing in that last 20 minutes or so, 15 minutes. And, yeah, the big uh, Jamie Hansko head high, knocked out Craig Smith to get the penalty try. And I think Matt Guy actually kicked the goal right in front. So, mate, really memorable team. Some of the Dragons players back then, you know, they had Bartram and Blacklock and Mundine and Brad Guy. Rod Wishart was there, McGregor. McGregor. Like, some of those players, like, you know, and then, and then they were up against a team of, you know, they had Kamali and Lazarus and Nick Owen, and good old Richard Swain, what a what a number yeah. nine he was for the Storm, and Robbie Ross and obviously Matt Geyer. Yeah. But, mate, they were the underdogs, the Storm, second year in the competition, and what an absolute dramatic turn of events to then win the game, and it's definitely one that sat with me uh, growing up. And Glenn, Glenn Lazarus, mate, was still a gun uh, in that team, mate. Uh, they, like you said, that Rodney Houser, Scott Hills, they had, a, they had it all, mate. It was a crazy, crazy team, uh, the Melbourne Storm. Yeah, great team. Uh, mate, my last one I, I was memorable for me, obviously being a huge Jonathan Thurston fan. 2015, Broncos versus the Cowboys, the last Roll of the dice, effectively. Michael Morgan, you know, runs at the line, passes it off to Kyle Felt, and Kyle Felt crosses over in the sideline. Mate, good old JT from the sideline to kick it. What a what a memorable way that would have been to go out, kicking the goal from the sideline. Too bad it wasn't his preferred side. But then, obviously, went into extra time. And old Benny Hunt, eh? Old fumbles Benny Hunt. Off the kickoff. Drops the ball. Thurston. Couldn't fairy tale it as, could you, mate? Seriously. To be honest with you, I don't think he's ever recovered, eh? <laughs> he's been woeful at St. George on about $3 million a season. In saying that, yeah, like you, I, I love Jonathan Thurston, mate. I have him equal with Andrew Johns as the best players I've ever seen. Insane for him, to, you know, to literally kick the ball from the sideline. And then, uh, yeah, obviously, Ben Hunt dropping the ball. In saying that, there was a bit of controversy because, you know, Jonathan Thurston won the Clive Churchill medal. I don't think he was the best player on the ground, mate. I think the dummy half was Jake Granville. He was only a young bloke, mate. He had a, he had a top game. I, I probably thought he, he should have got it, but they gave it to Jonathan Thurston uh, and he wasn't the best player on the ground. That's how I suppose they they, they they award things. It was the same as the Storm, mate. I still think Cameron Smith was was the best player on the ground, but they gave it to Billy Slater. So. Yeah, again, it's that voting system, isn't it? They want the champions to go out as champions. and Yeah, mate, they were my three favourite 
grand finals and obviously you agree with with them as well but bringing up the 1999 grand final what a grand final that was mate let's talk about the 1997 grand final manly warringah seagulls everybody i as a kid if you didn't support manly you hated manly and you hated them not so much these days because obviously manly haven't been going as well as what they were you know in the late 90s early 2000s and Manly have always been a pretty successful club and a tight club. And, mate, I still remember that the sound of Darren Albert going under the posts from Andrew Johns going down the down the short side. I think Matthew Johns actually missed the field goal, mate. I think he actually hit the post. Yeah, the post. It did, yeah. yeah, and then they got the ball back. And then it wasn't long after that that, you know, nothing doing. Johns just goes down the sideline with the markers, you know, trying to run back and caught him off guard. and. Darren Albert actually played the ball. So for him to have the, you know, the knowledge of, hey, Joey's gone here, I need to back him up, tired defence inside of the fastest bloke in rugby league back then, Darren Albert, you knew as soon as he got the ball, line wide open, he was going to score. And then for him to just plant that ball down under the post, I don't even support Newcastle, but, mate, I jumped like like it was Parramatta Eels winning the grand final. The Stockland Newcastle Knights. Yeah, mate. When Andrew Johns took that ball down the short side, everyone's just like, what's he doing here? And just for Darren Albert, and he just put the ball straight on his chest and it was just like straight through, mate. And you were just like, are you serious? <laughs> straight under the sticks. It was unbelievable. The celebration that they were going off. Great grand final, mate. And Manly were loaded too. Manly had everyone, mate. You know, Denny Moore, Hopper, they had everyone, mate. You know, Owen Cunningham, they had everyone. Cliff Lawrence, Shannon Nevin, Matthew mate, Ridge, Nick Kosseff, Gillespie, yeah. they had Cement, they had Menzies. Sedaris. Tuvi, yep. You know, Carroll, Mark Carroll was there. Yeah. And, mate, they had some players, the, the Manly Warringah Seagulls, and I couldn't believe Newcastle won. I mean, Newcastle, obviously, Harrigan against Carroll, it was a big hype, and, mate, those two just went, went at each other like wild dogs. McDougal was young then, Darren Albert. They had Adam Muir, obviously the Johns brothers. Owen Craigie, I think he was probably the youngest player on the field back then. And Robbie O, I still remember him scoring that try and doing the little shimmy. Mate, what what a grand final. To me, 1997 caps off one of the best uh, for me. Yeah, totally agree, mate. Obviously, we're a couple of nights away from watching the Penrith Panthers take on the Melbourne Storm. So, mate, who wins this game? I said it last week, mate, and I'll, I'll do it in this. It's Penrith, mate. They've won 17 straight. They don't even look like losing a game. They get slapped in the face. They just keep coming at you, mate. They don't shy away. These young guns, mate, they're hot. They're ready. It's their time to, to, to win the GF, mate. They deserve it. They've been the best team the whole year. And, um, yeah, I, I just think they'll just keep coming for Melbourne, mate, and, I, don't, I, I can't see Melbourne holding them out in attack. I just can't see it. Wow. Melbourne, a very defensive team. As we know, they can hold their line very well. Well coached. They've been there before many times. Strike all across the park. Vunavalu and Josh Adokar. Jerome Hughes, for me, is playing out of his skin. He's probably, you know, behind Cleary just in, in the form halfback. Cameron Munster, obviously a big game player. But, mate, the GOAT. The G-O-A-T for the number nine, Cameron Smith. Could be his last game. I think he goes out as a winner, mate. I really do. I really think this will be the carry-off, the send-off, the you know, hoo-ha, Cameron Smith retiring 
after a 2020 NRL grand final ring. I don't think people realise what sort of game we're in for, mate. I think we're in for one of the greatest grand finals we'll ever see, mate. I, these two teams are flying, mate. And it, it, it's that's it, 50-50. You cannot go with any sort of confidence and say, this team, this team, because both teams are firing, mate. Penrith still got improvement in them, mate. And I love a young, hungry team, mate. You know, I don't think they're, you know, you saw last week, they're not shy of the, the spotlight or anything, mate. And the way Nathan Cleary's playing, Billy Army Kickout comes back in. I just, I just think this young team is so hungry, mate. I just don't think they'll lay down. They won't lay down like Canberra, mate. They, they, they're just going to keep coming, mate. And I think these teams are both similar, very, very similar, mate. You know, obviously defence-wise and attack-wise. Obviously Melbourne's got the second best five-eight uh, in the NRL in Munster. Um, yes, definitely the goat number nine. He's the greatest hooker we will ever see. There's no doubt about that. There will never be another better hooker while we're alive than Cameron Smith, mate. I think he might tell them, mate, before they run out that that's it, boys. I'm out of here. It may lift them because he does give them that sort of speech before they they start, mate. Lays down the law. What a game we're in for, mate. It's so exciting. Cannot wait for this grand final, mate. I'm super excited too. I just want to say, Penrith Panthers. This is their chance. This is their time to win this grand final. They've won 17 in a row. They won't win 17 in a row again as no one's done it. This is the first time, you know, I think the Bulldogs did 16 or 17 in a row, but they were over the salary cap. Corrupted. Corrupted, exactly, 2002. No one will do this again. Penrith Panthers, for me, this is their chance to win, but... With Melbourne having Cameron Smith there and with the whole hype of will he retire, will he not retire, they're going to get up. So you're 100% right. This can go either way. I'm picking the storm because I think they've just got too much class. Penrith Panthers, yes, a young team. I love what Ivan Cleary talked about with you know having all these young guys. Obviously, they're all Nathan Cleary's friend, like friends. They've been around each other for so long, played SG Ball and Harold Matthews and all these together. It's, it's like that they're his own sons, you know. They've probably been over to the house, you know, had a barbecue after one of the games as kids and slept over, who knows. Mate, it's like that they're his sons. So for him to coach them, well done. Kudos to the Panthers. They've had a, a remarkable year. Um, but I think they just drop out one game shy as. Uh, yeah, that, that's fine, mate. That's your opinion. And uh, everyone's got their opinion. Like I said, yeah, there's no right or wrong answer until we see uh, Sunday night, mate, when the when the full-time whistle goes. Um I just, I'd love to see Penrith win it. Don't get me wrong, Cameron Smith, yeah, deserves another, another, not just another, another, and another grand final a win. The bloke's a freak, but he hasn't come out and said anything, Hope. So who knows what's going on in Cameron Smith's head, mate? And um, yeah, we are in for an absolute cracking grand final. This is massive. These teams will just go hammer and tong, and uh, you know they're both great defensively. Both great attack-wise. Massive forwards. <laughs> Billy Army kick out and Big Nelson going head-to-head. Insane, mate. This is going to be insane. One for the ages. I love what we've got coming up for us on Sunday night. So good as, mate. I'm, I'm excited. I'm pumped for it. Storm versus Panthers. Yeah, I think it's going to be a nail-biter. It's going down to the wire. Uh, there'll be some hearts pumping, that's for sure. My wife follows the storm. It's going to be on in our house. It's just... The heart rates are going to be pumping and hopefully there's tears of joy, not tears of sadness in our house. And we've got to mention too with Penrith, Nathan Cleary will play his 100th NRL game. That's a pick-me-up in itself, mate, obviously with 
with what's going on with Melbourne and Cameron Smith. So, you know, there's a lot of things going on. 18 straight if they win. Crazy, mate. There's a lot, a lot of things going on uh, with this grand final coming up, mate. Can't wait. I, I dead set can't wait. Mate, there's, it's a storybook for any of them, right? So it's either the journalists will be loving this. It's either going to be 18 in a row for the Panthers, you know, Nathan Cleary's 100th game, so many milestones there for the Panthers to get up for. And then as you look at the storm and let's send Cameron out a winner to retire. As what happens if he doesn't retire? What if Melbourne win the grand final and then he says, mate, I'm going around one more year? I will be shocked, folks. I mean, you've got Brandon Smith and Harry Grant knocking on the door saying, come on. You know, it's my time now. But Cameron Smith can do what he wants, mate. If he wants to play another another year, well, the Storm will say, yeah, you can play another year. But that means the old Tiger Pies get Harry Grant back, and I can't wait. I'm licking me chops. I actually hope he plays another year. I don't think he will, mate. I, is it, mate? I, I really do. You know, father time's catching up with him, mate. He's losing less hair by the day. Still playing great football, but I think it's time he, you know, looks after his family and has a bit of family time and then obviously going to coaching or something like that because he's a, he's a great brains of the game. I think he'll be involved somewhat with the Melbourne Storm, whether it's coaching or, you know, player development, whatever. There'll be something for Cameron Smith uh, to go and he'll just progress through, mate. If Bellamy does go to Brisbane, he might follow Bellamy to Brisbane, mate. He's such a great mind of, of the game, Cameron Smith. Um, he'll be involved in some some way. I hope he doesn't, as I hope Cameron Smith retires as Melbourne Storm. Um, you know, Broncos told him as a, as a teenager that he wasn't good enough to play in the NRL. What a bad call that was by the Brisbane Broncos. Mate, he's Melbourne through and through, Cameron Smith. I think if they win, he retires and, um, yeah, we'll see how we go. Quick question, mate. Who's winning Clive Churchill? Your mate, Pappenhausen. He'll win it, mate. He'll score a couple. He'll be lightning on the weekend. Fair enough, fair enough. I like Arpy Coruscant, mate. I think you'll uh, carve him up out of hooker, mate. And uh, he almost runs the show there, mate, with uh, young Nathan Cleary. He's uh, been in great form. So, yeah, I can't wait. But, um, yeah, it would be good to see if Melbourne win that Cam Smith gets it, mate, because he bows out with the medal that he hasn't won yet. So, yeah, let's just wait and see. All right, Az, that's a wrap for this week. What an absolute great game of football that we have got this weekend. All talk State of Origin after this game. Obviously, we'll recap the 2020 Grand Final winner and share our thoughts on the game. I'm sure there'll be loads um, mate, state versus state, mate versus mate, Hobes versus as state of origin three weeks in a row. How good is this going to be? It's just, it's like after the grand final, you sort of don't know what to do with yourself. But mate, we've got another three cracking weeks going on here with the with the state of origin happening. Yeah, I've got to go to Bunnings because I'm going to get a broom because it's an absolute sweep for New South Wales. There's no doubt about it. It'll be three zip, absolutely nothing to worry about. You know, like I said to you, so Feedy fullback, you know, Tarmau can play halfback. We'll still be winning and we'll be winning by plenty. Queensland, you're in a world of pain, mate. Could be 20 straight coming up for New South Wales. There's no doubt about it. Mate, that's what you always say, you blues. Honestly, you like Parramatta Hill supporters. You win one and you think that you're going to win the next 30. Honestly, <laughs> mate, Queensland just know how to win. They know how to, they put that jersey on. Mate, Kurt Cape will probably be man of the match in the first game. I'm telling you, Valentine Holmes there, mate, give old Dane Gagai, get him, get him back out there on the wing. Mate, he'll score seven tries. He can't score anything for South, but he'll score seven for Queensland. Mate, they uh, know how to win. Jai Arrow, mate, just punch him out. Josh Papa Bali, how good is he going? Mate, Queensland, Jake Friend, who knows who's going to get that hooking spot? That might be something that we can talk about straight away. 
yeah, I mean, Alfie Langer at halfback, Kevin Walters at 5'8". Um, you know, Gary Larson coming out of retirement to hit the ball up. Yeah, Queensland's going great guns, mate. You're absolutely in a world of pain, mate. You don't like losing. Um, he's a sore losers. The audience, uh, the TV rates in Queensland will be down because the, they'll be switched off at half time. They can't handle losing Queensland, and it's not good looking for Queensland, I'll tell you that. Mate, I think Hobes and Az needs to get down to Caxton Street, mate. Get down there at the Caxton, mate. Have a couple of coldies with the fans. Get you in a Blues jersey and just pour beer all over you, I think, just before a State of Origin game in a couple I'll of walk, years. I'll walk into the Caxton with twoies. I won't be drinking 4X. I'll tell you that now, mate. And I'll give it to every one of you cane toads in there, mate. There's no fear in me. I do not like the Queenslanders on Origin Day. Don't you worry about that. And they will be copying it galore. You dirty cockroach. <laughs> you cane toads. Absolute grubs. So there you go. We've got lots of Hobes versus As coming up. State versus state. Mate versus mate. Hobes versus As. How good's this? Buckle up for a cracking grand final. Strap in. Don't move anywhere. Get your Doritos. Get some popcorn. Some Maltesers. Put a six-pack of stubbies in the in the esky. Don't move. Even if you have to put a catheter in, whatever you got to do, just watch the game. It's going to be an absolute belter. Cameron Smith goes out a champion, holds up the trophy, and then he retires.